Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Ko. Today I will have to go completely different directions from the last couple of weeks where I have been talking about pediatric uh, infections. Um, uh, actually, today I'm prepared, I prepare for two conditions. One is erectile dysfunction and the other is premature ejaculation since um, they are a common men's health problem. And I'm using the Healthy Male Andrology Australia guidelines. Just a brief, very good two-page summary for each condition. And uh, yeah, I would like to talk it out. And how would a GP would fit in the picture of it? Erectile dysfunction is a persistent or recurrent inability to attain or maintain a penile erection sufficient for a satisfactory sexual activity or intercourse. Uh, it is separate and different clinical condition to premature ejaculation. Um, however, they can be occasionally related. Uh, it is quite a common condition affecting from like up to 64% of male between age of 45 and 79. However, it can also happen in younger men who due to primarily psychological reasons. It is associated with chronic diseases such as cardiovascular disease and diabetes, um, as well as mental health conditions such as depression or anxiety. It need to be uh, explored. It is a treatable condition, or at least uh, to the majority of um, people presenting with by using medication but most importantly need to look for overall uh, person approach of the patient rather than just treating ED. Uh, since sexual act involved two person uh, one taking history need to ask about the partners uh, both male or female um, about their relationship and how things are going. It is important to consider partners' sexual uh, needs as well as part of the management. And um, the guideline says that it's nice to uh, start or proactively when you are doing any health assessment for this, any man uh, age from 40, uh, you may do that in the 45 years old health check or uh, older man. You can say that oh, it's uh, quite common for many men to experience sexual difficulties. If you have any difficulty, I'm happy to discuss with them. The other thing is that when you are taking mental health history or someone coming to your clinic and they look like and they might have depression or they're having significant stress due to what's happening in the world, you can just ask them, how is relationship? Do you find any difficulty with enjoying any sexual activity? And you can also say that uh, it's common for men with diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure to have erectile problem and having erectile Problems can indicate you are high risk for future health problems such as heart disease. So you can use this as a uh, pretext to 
ask about them. If patients say no, they don't want to just talk about it, or they don't have any problem, and then that's fine. It is a good condition to be assessed during either AMC or fellowship exams, as it requires to like unless you understand the mechanisms and uh, overview of it, uh, you may not be performing well. So when we are thinking of that in the history, we would explore uh, any medical history from any chronic disease, any genital disease, uh, any overall general conditions. Uh, we would check for previous radiation, pelvic surgery, any medication the uh, patient is taking, and what is patient's lifestyle. Uh, that include uh, physical activity, smoking, drinking, and uh, in terms of sleep, uh, patient has sleep apnea, for example. This is uh, overall history you may or may not aware of about a person um, in real life. Uh, you may only need to ask about se detailed sexual history. However, if you if a candidate only asks about sexual history and not touch um, other parts of the assessment, uh, he or she may not be passing that station for that matter. From sexual uh, history, always important to provide what you're going to ask and get consent since you don't want to be causing any trigger for any past trauma they may or may not explore to you. Okay, um, so we need to ask about like at what age the person get to um, teenage years, first age of sexual activity, whether the person has um, any previous problem with erectile dysfunction, and also uh, we need to assess what, what does it mean by it. Um, I can reassure you, many men won't know what they are talking about in dealing with sexual activity. Some people think that they, uh, unless they can maintain for uh, long periods as the expectation, and then that could be the problem. Uh, nowadays, it is also important to ask about usage of pornography, since it is easily available everywhere, um, and that could paint a false expectation in certain men's um, performance or in their own image. So you need to ask about, is it possible to get penetration? Is it possible to get erection, even during masturbation? And the, whether the person can ejaculate, how long does it take to ejaculate? and what are the consequences of that affecting to their relationship or not. Psychological, we need to consider such a like sexual abuse, which I touched base before, need to be aware of what are the sensitive topics, need to ask about depression, um, asking whether a person has depression is fine, but uh, it may never be been clinically diagnosed yet, so you may be the first person addressing depression in such patient. 
or any anxiety disorder, uh, what are the relationship difficulties? Has, is the partner undergoing medical treatment? If someone passed away or someone's having medical issues, are children sick at home? These things are important to finding out risk factor to correct successful management. During physical examination, we need to look at uh, the person as a whole. So genital examination, we need to look at penis um, and testicle. So look at the, is there any uh, structural deformity of the penis, any rash, uh, and where is the foreskin? So uh, that should be a separate topic to discuss. And on the body, we look at it like how are they breathing when you're walking in? How is their hydration status? Skin color looks like, whether pale, uh, jaundice, or anything like that. We will check for cardiovascular system, so blood pressure, heart rate, any uh, signs of atrial fibrillation, carotid brewery, and as well as the body weight waistline measurements. And we also need to look at neurological examination. That includes lower part and lower limb. So check for the peripheral sensations and the pulse, since um, the erectile dysfunction can be due to the vascular disorders. Investigation. In terms of investigation, we are looking at basic uh, full blood count, blood sugar level, cholesterol level, and uh, kidney and liver function tests if you would like to do it, but they are not essential. Whether to do a testosterone level is uh, beyond the scope of my discussion today, so but it can be considered. But not every man who is coming to your office do not require testosterone level check even if their testosterone level may be uh, either borderline low or not right, it may not be the reason they are having erectile dysfunction. So it needs to be considered. So if someone is uh, demanding or want to get tested, you can explain that uh, you, don't know, you don't know about that and you are happy to refer him or him to any specialist since if you are if a person is needing testosterone replacement um, they will need to see urologists or the endocrinologist anyway so there are three prong attacks um, so we always thought that uh, in younger men it is due to psychosocial and in middle-aged men it would be mostly either uh, secondary vascular disorder or combined. So we need to know what are they hoping to achieve. Uh, depending on frequency of sexual activity, they are willing to perform. Uh, first line is the uh, modified lifestyle risk factor, including mental health. Um, so in answering the KFE exam or in the AMC, it's important to include that as a first line and um, you can refer patient to counseling or psychologist if you suspect there are certain expectation or if there is suspected 
pornographic addiction. So the medications only come into only at second line. So they're phosphodiesterase inhibitors like sildenafil or tadalafil uh, come in there uh, and the vacuum devices or rings come in there. And most of the time that's where majority of GP practice would go as far. So the way I do that is that I explain that uh, we would start with low dose medication and to use the medication before sexual act um, they may need to use it every time uh, sexual, uh, if one patient is having sex. The, sometimes people may have three or four times a week or they may be willing to do that and then medications such as tadalafil 5 milligram every day will be more useful. Uh, need to inform that the medications can potentially lower blood pressure so and also not to um, be careful with that and uh, if they have experienced any chest pain we need to stop it. In terms of the facial flashes or redness can happen uh, as long as patient is feeling not dizzy it's okay. Um, in terms of the the medication won't f increase sexual drive or any impairment with male hormone level. So they are limitations but they are useful medications and they can be as an adjunct to um, other treatments that you are implementing. It is not a good practice to advise only lifestyle changes and not to prescribe medications since um, you are ignoring patients short-term needs. If the and then you would re probably review in two weeks time and if patient is improving that's good. If patient is not improving you can consider either increasing the dose until the person can tolerate and the also you can refer to your specialist. Well specialists can perform uh, that may include endocrinologists or the urologist or maybe both. People who are taking long or short acting nitrates or nitrate containing medication or any recreational nitrates are uh, they, they are on the contraindication list for any of the PDE5 inhibitors. Uh, it also caution need to be considered patients with active coronary ischemia, congestive heart failure or uh, low blood pressure or significant um, uh, a few blood pressure medications. And the in terms of at the additional treatment, or we should always offer referral for uh, counseling and education. And we need to explain that sexual act is a complex and intimate act, and we require efforts from both parties. And uh, yet, yeah, medication alone won't. Uh, won't do any good if there is no interest 
to have sex from either parties. Well, that's about it. Um, I hope you find this information useful uh, for your revision or just uh, refreshing to listen while you're driving to work. And thanks everyone for listening. And then I will talk about premature ejaculation as a second episode for today. Bye-bye. Thank you.